This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. There is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to adjust the frequency. We are controlling transmission. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limit frequency. Hello, my name is Ricardo. And my name is Sam. And this is the Outer Limit Frequency. comes to attempting to define different genres of music, as futile of endeavour as that often is, some are definitely easier to pin down than others. And others seem simple until you actually delve into them and realise how impossible of a task coming up with a clean definition can be. Take country music for example. Sure it seems straightforward on a surface level, pickup trucks, drunk husbands, tricksy wives and dying dogs are the classic go-tos, but here at the Adelman Frequency we prefer to shed the burden of such cliches and try to get to the heart of what makes these genres tick. So as well as the return of my co-host Sam, I have enlisted our ever-reliable machine that goes bing to try to get to the bottom of this most vexatious question, what is country music? When you think of the country prototypes, there are surely a few names that come instantly to mind. You have your Hank Williamses, your Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson, Waylon Jennings, and then of course you have Merle Haggard. For me, this first spot was between one of those Hank Williamses and Merle Haggard. However, due to the fact that I now want to do an entire episode about the Hank Williamses, I'm going to go with Merle Haggard. If only those other four guys did some kind of supergroup. An icon of country from 1963 right up until his death in 2016, this is a guy who inspired Dixie Chicks, or the Chicks as they are now, Leanne Rimes, Brooks and Dunn, and surprisingly, Hank Williams III. You'd think Hank Jr. Jr. would have had some other inspirations, so that just goes to show how much of a big deal this dude was. I mean, 66 studio albums. So, yeah. Machine, what do you think? Five bowls of rainbow stew out of five. Obviously. This is A Place to Fall Apart with Janie Frick. I'll probably never see you eye to eye again This letter's meant to be my last farewell But you need to understand I'm nearly crazy You need to know my life has gone to hell Write me back and tell me why it ended Send a letter that I can show my heart I'll be somewhere between I love you and what you're feeling now 
Looking for a place to fall apart Looking for a place to fall apart Trying to find a place that I can leave my heart I need to be somewhere hiding When I feel the teardrops start Looking for a place to fall apart I can't seem to justify you're leaving me I'm bewildered as to how it all came down I thought everything was fine till your phone called the call that turned my world around send me word and tell me why it ended I need some final proof to show my heart I'll be somewhere between I love you and what you're feeling now Looking for a place to fall apart Looking for a place to fall apart Trying to find a place that I can leave my heart I need to be somewhere hiding When I feel the teardrops start Looking for a place to fall apart Looking for a place to fall apart Trying to find a place that I can leave my heart I need to be somewhere hiding When I feel the teardrops start The supergroup concept might have originated in rock, or possibly jazz for that matter, but it didn't take long for other styles of music to adopt the idea for themselves, and even elevate it to new heights. Because when it comes to country music, there is only one supergroup you ever need to know. The Highwaymen formed in 1985 and combined four of the greatest living country artists into a single unstoppable unit. Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash were undoubtedly icons of the outlaw country movement by themselves, but together they were simply undeniable, while also being incredibly marketable. With such a weight of legacy, talent and name recognition behind them, I think it's high time we heard from the machine. The Machine has rated the Highwaymen four legendary careers rolled into one. And here they are with a cover of Against the Wind, originally by Bob Seger. It seems like yesterday But it was long ago She was lovely She was the queen of our nights there in the darkness with the radio playing low The secrets that we share 
the mountains that we move caught like a wildfire out of control there was nothing left to burn and nothing left to prove and I remember what she said to me how she swore that it would never end I remember how she held me oh so tight wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then against the wind we were running From my home I guess I lost my way There were oh so many roads I was living to run And running to live Never worrying about paying Or how much I owe Moving eight miles a minute For months at a time Breaking all the rules I could bend I began to find myself searching, searching for shelter again and again. Against the wind, we were running against the wind. I found myself seeking shelter against the wind. to leave out against the wind we were running against the wind we found ourselves seeking shelter We are generally pretty vocal here about those artists that we like and dislike and have never been ashamed to slam anyone for being a trash person. So there is no way we can possibly overstate how much of a wonderful human being Dolly Parton is. Not only is she the best kind of person imaginable, she's also a hell of a country artist. As a member of at least 16 separate halls of fame, Dolly has certainly left her mark on the music industry in general and should be celebrated as one of the most important women not just in music but in, like, everything. Pretty much up until the world stops spinning. She has a ridiculous amount of great music to choose from, so let's go with a duet with a much more recent woman of country, Elle King. Machine, what are we giving Dolly? Dolly. 
Machine? Hang on. Five smiles like a breath of spring for her humanitarian work, and five voices soft like summer rain for her music. Sorry, the machine got excited. This is holding on to you. Who'd love to love me Take me home and take care of me Treat me just the way you never do But I'm here on your doorstep Something I can't seem to help Like a fool I'm holding on to you Oh, you don't love me, you don't love me You place everything above me on me makes me think you owe me late 60s, notorious line-crosser Bob Dylan managed to make enemies in many realms of contemporary music by simply being who he was and doing what he felt like. In 1967, he clearly felt as though folk no longer suited him, not since being booed off stage two years earlier, and instead dedicated himself to the noble pastimes of country music. 
From our modern vantage point, such a division feels arbitrary at best, but at the time this was kind of a big deal. The result of Dylan's insistence on disrupting convention manifested as the John Wesley Harding record, which was a twisted love letter to country. His unkempt folk tendencies still crop up a few times here, all along the Watchtower being a prominent example, but it also contains some fairly direct country tunes such as I Pity the Poor Immigrant. And the machine is rated Bob Dylan's country style 3.5 post-folk festival blues out of 5. This is I Pity the Poor Immigrant. pity the poor immigrant who wishes he would have stayed home who uses all his power to do evil but in the end is always let so alone that man who fingers cheats and whom lies with every breath who passionately hates his life and likewise fears his
Loretta Lynn might not be the most famous woman in the history of country music, but she is arguably the most influential and important. Many of her songs were inspired by the hardships in her own life, which absolutely endeared her to the country music faithful. She made a habit of inverting many key tropes of the genre, more content to focus on the philandering husband rather than the woman who left. And she wasn't afraid to tackle heavier subjects too, including, but absolutely not limited to, the burden of childbirth, war widows, birth control, and the lingering stigma of divorce. Needless to say that these topics weren't appreciated by mainstream radio in the 60s, with many of her songs being outright banned. But this working class hero persevered and is still making music 60 years later. So for this coal miner's daughter, what does the machine rate her? 4.5 controversial country queens out of 5. And this is her most famous song, Coal Miner's Daughter. We were poor, but we had love. That's the one thing that Daddy made sure of. He shoveled coal to make a poor man's dollar. My Daddy worked all night in the Van Leer coal mines. All Okay, so I promise that on this country episode, I'm only going to play a bit more metal. 
but I honestly feel it's important to see the influence of country and other kinds of music. Yes, you can say blues influenced rock and roll, and therefore it's often felt in most genres around rock. The same can be said for country, as country came from blues, just like pretty much everything did. One particular artist whose styles often shows its influences, of course, is Rob Zombie. With songs like House of a Thousand Corpses and the more recent Crow Killer Blues showing obvious blues influences, and other songs going as far as to show Bollywood, EDM, or bluegrass influences. So, among all of this, there has to be some kind of country about him. Look, I just wanted an excuse to play something from his new album, okay? One group of 18th century cannibals excited Morlocks and a one-way ticket on the ghost train out of five. Hey, that would have been a better song. Turns out, southern doesn't mean country anyway. This is The Ballad of Sleazy Rider. And they can, they can tell us we're crazy. And we can say, well, you haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> Beautiful. 
as a result of the damage done by Dylan to the tenuous divisions between folk, country and rock in the late 60s, a number of bands stepped up to populate and popularise a new style of country rock left in the wake of his meddling. This was a style that could encompass both country artists adding rock elements to their sound, or rock artists leaning into country aesthetics. Bands like the Flying Burrito Brothers, Buffalo Springfield and Graham Parsons were more than happy to supply what the people had started demanding. And even though they easily had the worst name of the lot, The Band were one of the most famous of his early country rock pioneers. Their 1968 debut album, Music from the Big Pink, was a daring fusion of soul, Americana, jazz and indeed country in what could otherwise have been a fairly straightforward rock and roll outfit. Bands like The Band ultimately paved the way for the many flavours of southern rock that would be so popular and financially lucrative in the coming decades, making them a keystone in the ever-changing landscape of country and country-related music during this time. And the machine has rated them... Three boilerplate band names out of five. Seriously, guys, this, this is the best you could come up with. This is the band with The Weight. Fall. He said, I will fix your rack if you take Jack my 
much since the show first aired i've been meaning to watch nashville but you know i can't be bothered however the gist of the show is that it follows a legendary country singer played by connie Britton and a young up-and-comer played by hayden panettiere it is like most fiction tv shows overly dramatized however when it comes to the music industry there's a pretty decent amount of drama involved anyway so it's really not that far-fetched Anyway, it seems interesting, and I'm sure that one day I will totally think about watching it. The impressive thing about it, though, is that for the most part, the actors are also the singers on the extremely extensive soundtrack. The one that surprised me the most here is Hayden Panettiere, as she has the younger country singer thing absolutely nailed in her voice. It also makes me wish we had a musical episode of Heroes... So, yeah, it may be manufactured country, but it's still country, in my opinion, anyway. But it's not up to me. Three watered-down bottles of moonshine out of five, with two points being deducted because it is manufactured. It's missing just a little bit of the soul that makes country what it is. Just like the machine. Take you back, take you back, take you back My heart went from red to black, red to black, red to black Came up from that lake of fire, lake of fire, lake of fire Only had that one desire, one desire
you back, take you back. My heart went from red to black, red to black, red to black. Come up from that lake of fire, lake of fire, lake of fire. Only had that one desire. You're a sweet In the early 2000s, a new kind of country-related music began to gain traction under the name alt-country. As that handle implies, it presented classic country themes and motifs through the lens of alternative indie rock. These concepts have cropped up in the works by Decemberists, My Morning Jacket, Iron and Wine, Old 97s. But I don't think there's a better example of this mutant hybrid style, with all of its triumphs and flaws, than the Sky Blue Sky album from Wilco in 2007. By this point in their careers, the Chicago band had been drifting into a more light-hearted and organic direction, far from their jagged art-rock roots. There's a definite echo of Neil Young's rustic exploits of the early 90s, but no quantity of slide guitars and breezy tunes can cover up the fact that it's not really all that country. When seen from an indie perspective, it certainly feels like it's close to the real deal, but if you examine the album using the country rubric we've already established, Sky Blue Sky and alt country in general often just doesn't stack up. Which is why the machine has rated this one toothy summer out of five. It's a good thing the album's really good though. This is Wilco with You Are My Face. Sister's husband's brother Working in the gold mine Full time filling in for sunshine Filing into tight lines Ordinary beehives The door screams I hate you Hate you hanging around my blue jeans Why is there no breeze No currency of leaves No current through the water wire no feelings I can't see I trust no emotion I believe in locomotion I've turned to rust as we've discussed Though I must have let you down too many times In the dirt and the dust
It's not a stretch to say that modern country is usually nothing like classic country. As is the case with most genres, it changes and evolves as our tastes, the world around us, and the production values change. This can't really be stopped, but there are those rare artists that give a callback to their roots. Brantley Gilbert is, in my opinion, the best example of modern country, as many of the other bigger artists veer too much into pop to be truly considered here. Yes, early Taylor Swift was pretty country, but she was also very much playing it safe. Brantley Gilbert, on the other hand, was unapologetically country, and I adore that. At times he goes full-on hard rock, and other times digs a bit more into the classic style, and he's more comfortable when he's channeling the Williams family as the modern bad boy of country. So when you team him up with two more of the best in modern country and Justin Moore and Thomas Rhett, you get the superbly cheesy small town throwdown. And the machine has given Brantley Gilbert four kicks directly in the sticks out of five. Like a dog on Friday Punch that clock and cash that check Raise a little hell on Sunday 
like to propose the concept that a band doesn't actually need to sound like a country music group to conform to many of the genre's ideals. Sounds strange, but bear with me here. Because when it comes to considering country, I can guarantee that Primus is not the first band that comes to mind. The alt-rock legends have never been shy about expanding their instrumental repertoire to include things like steel string guitars, banjos, and a washtub bass. And they've also crafted stories that, while not following the core aesthetic, do touch on a good number of country music archetypes. So for your consideration, I submit their song Coattails of a Dead Man from their anti-pop record. With the assistance of the venerable Tom Waits, Primus weaves a tale of fame, of fortune, and the cold-hearted gold digger who took it all away from the unnamed protagonist. And they do it all without sounding like country music group even once. Hank Williams could hardly have done it better himself. And the machine has rated Coattails of a Dead Man two cans of pork soda out of five. Good rating.
Jesus Christless supercar, uh, excuse me, apparently the machine has already decided. Jesus Christless supercar are a death and roll band from Sweden, and the machine is telling me that just like Rob Zombie, having a little bit of southern vibe doesn't make you country. So go ahead, machine. I believe that's our second ever zero that the machine has given. Nothing clever to add? No? Pretty badass name, though. This is Flesh and Bones.
And that about does it for our look at what is country. Thank you, Machine. And if you liked what you heard here, jump onto Spotify and check out some of our old episodes. And be sure to come back next week when we are joined once again by the Machine as we try to determine what is psychedelic. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.